Hi, friends. This is Cheryl from Tutoring with Cheryl, and I am so excited. I've met a new friend. Her name is Monique Bundy, and she was born and raised in Harlem, New York, to a single young mother. And at an early age, Monique had to learn to balance attending school and the responsibilities of helping her mom raise her disabled brother and younger sister. And after being held back in the third grade, Monique made it her personal mission to transform young, struggling readers into lifelong readers by becoming an elementary school teacher. And Monique's classroom was moved online when COVID struck. And it was there that Monique discovered she had a knack for teaching one-to-one virtually. And one-to-one was so effective for her students that she decided to continue her teaching career as a full-time tutor. Monique enjoys tutoring because it allows her to create individualized learning plans tailored to her students' specific needs. She gets to know her students better and she has a greater impact on their overall learning. As the unique online reading tutor, Monique is able to assist parents in supporting their children in becoming confident, skilled readers by sharing reading tips and tricks as she has learned over her many years of experience in education. Monique, I am so excited that you've joined me today. I would like you to tell us a little bit more about your uh, journey into the tutoring world. Hi, Cheryl. Thank you so much for inviting me on this platform to share my journey. Um, Well, it goes back to when I was uh, a child. I always loved to learn. I love education. Um, I used to watch Sesame Street and um, Mr. Rogers on TV, and I was loving to explore, and I couldn't wait for my opportunity to go to school. And When my mom allowed me to go to school, I realized that school wasn't like what I saw on um, Sesame Street. You know, on Sesame Street, we got to explore and discover. But when I got to school, it was a lot of, uh, you know, rote memorization, sheets of paper. And I thought school was ultimately boring. Um, From kindergarten all the way up until third grade, I struggled with reading. And I had the idea and the mindset that school was boring because it was the feedback that I was getting from my teachers, you know, was basically if you weren't getting a hundred or 90 on your tests and your, your name wasn't going on the bulletin board, you were considered not a good student. But um, I ultimately knew that I was good at something, but I just needed to discover that. And when I met my fourth grade teacher, Mr. Manuel, the best teacher in the whole wide world, he helped unlock those treasures that were inside of us as students. And I just, I'm just so grateful for that. Some of the things he would do was he would allow us to create our own word math problems. Um, and I was like, wow, instead of giving us create your own and solve it. And I was mind blown by that. And um, he would take us on trips every Friday. Uh, we went to a college tour in fourth grade blew my mind. And he allowed me to know that, you know, nothing was wrong with me, that I had a skill, but I just needed to use that skill and something that I'm good at to help me with those skills that I'm not good at. And at fifth grade, sixth grade, I learned how to read well. And my um, goal was to become a teacher. And after becoming a teacher, I realized that the school system is still the same, very rote (laughs) memorization, (laughs) and even more now because of state testing, which is so painful. Um, So after 10 years of teaching in the classroom, and when we had to go online um, during the pandemic, 
uh, we went online and a lot of teachers were upset about that, but I was so happy because it gave me the liberty to teach the way I love to teach without having to deal with the other things you have to deal with as a teacher. Um, so I had 30 kids online virtually, and I knew that this wasn't working. So I decided to do office hours outside of school time and hold small group and one-on-one -on -one sessions. So the small group sessions would be for um, those students that needed help, but the one-on-one -on -one sessions would be for my IEP students who needed that one-on-one -on -one extra time. And I noticed that the students were really thriving, social emotionally, academically, they were confident. And this was what I you know, came into the school system to do. But every time I would try, I would always get, you know, robots, obstacles, because it was always something new the district needed, the administrative were asking. So once I realized that students were making these gains, for, exa for example, my um, one of my IEP students, he, he got 100 on one of his tests. And he was like, I can't believe I got 100 on my test. I never got 100 on any test in my life, maybe a 70, but me? And I said, yeah, you, you, you got it in you to do those things. And it was because he was able to discover that he had strengths in him that he didn't know and that he could use those strengths to help him in things that he were not, was not so skilled in. So once I seen that, I realized I had to do this like as my career. So I left the classroom last year, which was scary because, you know, as, as you personally yes. know, even I do, I do. It is a scary, scary jump. Tell us a yeah, little bit. It, how, how did you how did you do that? You knew you knew we were gonna leave, um, and you knew you could do teaching online because you'd already done it. Did you just jump out on your own and say, "Here I am, come find me," or did you already have some connections? Um, did you bring children to your home? Did you meet him in the library, or did you just say, "I'm just gonna do this all virtually and use it like a product like Zoom"? Yeah, so I just started all virtually, like a product mm -hmm. like Zoom. Um, I joined Joanne Kaminsky, the uh, tutoring coach, and she had a book that I read. And I read the book, and the book was very good. And if you follow the book through the T, it gives you all of the foundational things you need to get started. And then she also has a Jumpstart program. So I started the Jumpstart program with that. And I joined a community of online reading tutors. And I didn't even know that this, this world exists as an educator. So I'm, I'm so excited because that it even gave me an opportunity to meet you, meet Joanne, meet so many other people. And um, I'm just like amazed. When I wake up in the morning, all I can say is that I'm grateful. I'm like, this is my life. And I get to do what I love to do. Not saying that it's easy. The teaching part is easy, but the business part is something that's a little bit challenging. It's something you have to stay on. But um, the, the liberty that I get, it can't compare. So it's worth it to me. I agree with you. I, I did not take Joanne's Jumpstart class, but I bought her book and I followed it to a T. That is the only way I was able to figure this out because I was like you. I was in the classroom. I was ending my 32 years in the classroom thinking, well, I've already been doing some online tutoring for um, a national company. I want to do this on my own. And her book just outlined all of it. I'll make sure to link her book in uh, the description of our conversation because I think there might be somebody out there that's thinking, oh, well, I teach and I'd like to make that transition to being an independent um, tutor. I'm going to put up your website. You want to tell us a little bit about that? 
Yes, I am the unique online reading tutor and I improve elementary age children's reading fluencies with engaging lessons. And at the same time, I, I teach them social emotional skills. So which makes me unique is that um, I believe that feedback is important to children, immediate feedback. And, and that's why I was able to make such great gains while teaching remotely. Um, and with that feedback, you also have to make sure the child is aware of what they're doing and what, what they're doing well. So what makes me unique is that my lessons doesn't just focus on academics. It actually teaches the child how to learn. It teaches them what type of learner they are and how they learn. And therefore, they can use that skill to learn anything, not just reading and not just math, but that they have it in them. So we do some unique things such as uh, mindful breathing. One of my favorite read aloud books that I do with my students is um, it's called The Magic Breath. And The Magic Breath teaches the child how to use their breath to self-regulate their emotions, to get focused, and just to be aware of what's going on inside their body and why they feel that way. Um, and it's worked so well because I have a student who who used to get so frustrated and upset once they made a mistake. And part of learning is making mistakes. Immediate gives the child the resiliency because that's what I look for. I want the child to be a problem solver, a natural problem solver, and I want them to know that they have the power and the skills to do what they have to do. And this student, he would get so upset when he would make a mistake that it would just mess up the whole learning time. So by showing him this mindful breathing and, and making him self-aware and self-regulating of what's going on, he's able to like, now he's just like so confident. He does it on his own. Like he's like, wait, I need to take a breath. And that's, that's one of the uh, key things with me. It's not just about academics. It's about the whole child, social, emotional, right. education. Yeah. I agree with you completely. I would like to share your um, website. I was trying to type it in. I typed it in wrong twice. So I had to fix it. So let me see if I, you know, this is always kind of a new thing for me to do too, sharing screens and doing all kinds of crazy things here. So let's see if I can share my screen and get this going. And I want, yep, I think I found it. You tell me if I've got the right spot. Is this your website? Yes, it looks like it is. is. Okay. Yay. Yay. Very good. Let's just take a peek at it. Is that okay? And you might have some things on here that aren't completely built in. So it's okay if there's a link that doesn't work because sometimes we're still in the process. Um, what, what would you like me to click on? Um, I would like for you to click on the, the blogging page. I, I write sure. I blog a lot. I blog a whole lot. Um, and I think I have some important tips for parents based on reading fluency, based on social emotional learning and how to beat the summer slide. Just, I blog a lot. I really enjoy sharing information this way because I am a, a, a writer. I am a writer. I love that. You know, um, I also blog and I find a lot of freedom in that. Would you mind if I shared your free resources? Do you, is that something that you'd like me to show? Oh, yes, of course. Um, okay. Free resources, of course. So I have, um, you can do the parent guide. I have a parent guide that I made for parents to help their child and their reading okay. fluency. Let me see if I can get back to that one. So there it is. Okay. So here we are. Can you see that? 
Yes, I can. Okay. So, so they sign in and then they get the tips for um, improving the child's reading fluency without tears. I love that. And you have three easy steps. That's, you yes. know, for parents, they're always looking for tips and tricks to make their child's learning journey much less stressful. So I, I think that's great. The other one I, I um, grabbed, but I didn't share was uh, learn five strategies to spark your child's love for learning, for reading, excuse me, yeah. and getting those tips. So that is just amazing. Um, I might have to chat with you outside of this time uh, to find your secret for uh, how you set that up because those are, I have free things, but I don't, I, I saw you use convert kit. So that might be something yes. that we need to chat with outside of this time. So I would love to love to hear more about that. So, you know, on your journey, <clears throat> pardon me, um, you have quite a few students. And I feel like, you know, when we go to manage this, it sometimes gets to be, um, you know, your days get pretty full. Do you have certain days that you work or you, that you don't work? Well, I don't work on the weekends. I work Monday through Friday. And um, I usually work in the afternoons, afternoons all the way until the <clears throat> evenings. The mornings are my time for myself, which I love. I get to exercise, meditate, um, you know, plan my week and, and, you know, do the things that relates to my business administrative tasks. But um, yes, Saturday and Sunday is for family and for me. <laughs> I do the same thing. Parents want me to work on Saturdays and Sundays. And I'm like, you know, uh, I, I'm very much like you. My faith and my family are really important to me. So I'm going to spend that time uh, on the weekends doing those things. Um, is there is there a, um, a particular reading curriculum that you use or do you just um, find what works best for each student? I find what works best for each student because that was the thing that really bothered me in the classroom was that it was like, here's the curriculum, teach to the middle, see if you can help the people at the bottom. And if the people at the top, they're, they're strong enough, so they'll be fine. And I, I don't think learning is one side at all. So I do grab from whatever works for my students. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely with you. I do have some subscriptions, but I don't stick with those for every child because they don't work for every child. And you really do have to find what works best for your child. And while I uh, market for math, I have many students that seek me out as a reading tutor as well. Um, I would like to know if you have any advice for parents on things that they can do at home to help their child want to read or to become a better reader. Okay. Anything, maybe, I'm happy advice you I'm happy you mentioned that because I, I I wrote down some tips on because for me, it's not just about reading. Reading is something I focus on because of the pandemic and the the pandemic slide and a lot of students who are struggling with reading and reading is the foundation of all learning, in my opinion. So if you can't read, you won't be able to learn any other subject. In addition to that, like life is really hard when you can't read. Right. So. Um, some of the tips that I have, I have how parents can support problem solving and resiliency in their child. So whether it be reading or math, the first thing they should do is acknowledge the struggle and validate the child's feelings. You know, so, you know, why are you struggling? You know, um, I understand that that's hard, but I think you have the, you know, the tools and the, the idea of how we can get started on that. Can you share that with me? 
Um, another thing that they can do is remind them that they're capable, you know, like, um, before they start to dig in and give them the help, find out something of their own or how to get started and help them meet that. And then offer support without doing it all for them, because you want to build resiliency and you want independence and you want the child to know that you have a brain, you know? So me as a teacher, I always let the student know I am not the sole dispenser of knowledge. You bring something to the table and I'm ready to learn from you, too. And sometimes they're like, what? Like, I'm just four. I'm just five. (laughs) No, you have something to bring and you have something you can teach me. So that's some things that they can do with their child to help them to realize that, you know, they're resilient, whether it be math, reading, science, whatever. I agree with you completely. And I also think it's okay to let our kids have a little bit of failure. Because I I feel like I learned the best when I fail at something because then I had to go through all the steps to problem solve to figure out, well, that didn't work. But I think parents today are so afraid of allowing their child to make a mistake. And it's okay. I mean, clearly we don't want to leave them in the failure state. We do. That's why that's why we're here. You and I are here because there has been some failure. But those sometimes that's okay taking ownership of, of when it's not working. And then we help the child problem solve to move forward and gain the skills and the confidence. That's why we tutor. We care. We, we want them to be successful. And we're going to um, add tools to their toolbox so that they can move forward. And I, so, yeah, I, I love I love your tips. I think those are great. I those agree with that. Great. I wanted to add to while my sessions, always let the, the parents know, uh, you know, please, because as soon as they see their child messing up, they're like, oh, and I'm like, no, this is part of the process. They need to be aware so that we can start giving the feedback that they need to help them know what's important, what needs to be remembered. So, yeah, that's I one agree. of my big things. I, for my I agree with that. I agree with that completely. Um, I, you know, just really admired um, when we spoke uh, privately prior to this, the very first time that we met. Um, about how your faith is so important and the fact that you really took a risk to leave the classroom and that your faith really allowed you to do that. Would you like to speak to any of that at all? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Because I'm always talking about problem solving and building resiliency in my students, I have to practice what I preach. So when I felt that I was encountering so much obstacles and uh, you know, frustration with the school system, I realized that this wasn't working. I had to practice what I preach. I had to problem solve. I had to figure it out. And um, it, it was definitely my faith in God that that really helped me to be where I am today. I mean, it, it was tough. It was. It was like a lot of people were telling me, are you crazy? <laughs> like, you're, you're missing out on your pension. Like, you got a couple more years in you. You can do this. You can do that. And it was scary at first, but I I just said, you know what, Uh, if I really, one thing about me, if I'm not having fun, I can't do it. And it was some point in the classroom that I just wasn't having fun anymore. It was like really draining the life out of me. And I just needed my life back. So I just trust God. I prayed and he gave me, he gave me the path. He gave me the blueprint. And I think for me, it's about Faith is an action, you know, it's not just I believe, but you have to put some action to that. So with the prayer, I begin to put action to it. I begin to read the Joanne's book. I begin to do the Jumpstart program. And even though every day was like 
uncertain and scary. I said, you know, this is something that I truly believe. And if I believe, I have to act on it. So faith without works is truly like dead. Like you can't, nothing can happen without the action. And now that I have put the action in for about uh, like maybe a year and a year and a half, um, I'm starting to see those faith seeds sprout. You know, things that I did a while back, I didn't even hear. Like I was like, okay, I'm just going to try it out. And it's just amazing to see. Sometimes it's like, a surprise and a, a big blessing. Sometimes I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. That was like months ago, I pulled out that blog post or months ago I did this or that and things are starting to sprout. So, you know, my advice is if you really want to do something, just, just try it out. Just every day, take little steps to make it happen. Even if you're afraid, you never know what might happen. And because of this, so many lives have been impacted. I'm serving families in five different states. I have a student who, who was reading at first grade level and he was in third grade and he was on the verge of being held back. He was supposed to get an IEP, but now he's reading at grade level and he's confident, he's resilient. Like when he approaches challenging, you know, words, challenging paragraphs, challenging books, he doesn't feel like, oh, I'm, I'm defeated. I can't do this. He feels resilient. He's like, you know what? I have the skills. I have the tools that I have to do. And when I get um, text messages from parents saying my kid is at grade level, their report card was great, the parent-teacher conference was awesome, it just lets me know, it reassures me that even though this is tough and challenging, it's not impossible and it's worth it. So, yeah. I agree with you. I, and I, I agree with your faith to journey because I really put this idea into, I just gave it to God. I just, I said, you know, if this is meant to be, if this is meant to be, you just show me a sign. Give me a sign. I got my first student. I was like, oh, okay. I'm listening. <laughs> I read Joanne's book. I did all of it. Then I was stuck at three students for quite a long time. And I thought, you know, maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to do. Then I hired Esme Lozano and then things just exploded from there. And uh, she's also going to be on um, on my podcast coming up and people like Esme, Michael Gibbon. Um, I haven't gotten Joanne on here yet. I'm a little bit intimidated to ask Joanne. I should probably have her on here because she really is the reason that I'm doing this. But Have faith. Uh, you never know, you know. I know, so. <laughs> I know, I know. So it's just been absolutely amazing getting to connect with you to hear your story. Um, I would love to have you back on sometime to kind of, oh. you know, six months from now and kind of see how things are going. We, we can find you on Instagram. I've seen yeah. your Instagram. And so you're at the uh, unique online reading tour tutor at people want to follow you there. And then we've already shared, um, your website, which I think is absolutely incredible. I'm just going to look at my notes here because I will be sharing in the notes, um, your blog, uh, the direct link to your blog, um, your LinkedIn, your Instagram, and then we want to talk real quickly about your summer learning opportunities. So before we finish, I almost forgot to do that oh, part. Summer, so we're going to, we are going to get that in there. Summer, summer learning Summer is my favorite. I mean, all throughout the school year, I love teaching the kids and I mostly teach one-on-one -on -one during the school year, but summer gives me the opportunity to bring those dead subjects to life, those forgotten subjects. Um, Cause I've taught third grade for many years and that's like the testing grade. And as I taught that grade, I realized science and art, sometimes even writing gets thrown away within mm -hmm. like the first four, yeah, the last four months. 
Yeah, it's gone because they it don't have time to do because it. Because the focus is the test, math mm. and reading, math and reading. And yeah. then, you know, the last couple of weeks in May, you may get to do something related to science if you have the time. But I during the, su during the summer, I get a chance to actually work on those uh forgotten subjects through reading because reading is the foundation of all learning. So I have this uh, reading enrichment club. It's called STEAM Adventures 2023. And um, STEAM stands for science, technology, um, engineering, art, and math. Oh, oh and yeah. I forgot about the art. Yeah. <laughs> so I have an art club in which we read uh, texts about authors and do read alouds about stories. And then we can draw and paint afterwards and then i have a science portion in which we read nonfiction, um and we read about um experiments and things that's going on in the world and then we do experiments together so it's an opportunity for kids to socialize and come together and meet kids from all over the united states and be able to still learn and have fun because the arguments always you know, I just really want my child to just have fun during the summer. They did a lot of learning already, but mm -hmm. I think learning can always happen. It doesn't have to just stop. And I'm able to incorporate those forgotten subjects in my uh, summer program. I love that. And I have your link and that will be in the, the bio description so they can click on that. And then I'm also offering some summer learning opportunities too. I'm doing a math adventure camp in um, June where they're just going to learn games. They and the games will actually help them with their math fact fluency, but they're not boring. They're a ton of fun. And I'm going to have um, K through two and three through five sections. And we're just going to meet on Thursdays for that. So it's not like anything incredibly difficult. They can come back yes. into a Google classroom. They can get all the instructions and the activities. And then I'm doing a reading adventure camp in uh July on Thursdays, K through two, I'm just going to immerse them in fun little books and then provide them uh, with activities that go along with it. They can either read along with me or listen. So, because I know kids are at different levels and then um, for my three through five, it's a challenge opportunity to either listen to or read a very classic story by Wilson Rawls, Where the Red Fern Grows. And that is a challenging text, but they don't have to read it themselves. They can listen. And then I'm also going to provide, you know, STEM activities to go along with those act with those books, um, not STEAM, but STEM. So uh, I'm super excited about that opportunity as well. And is your summer schedule filling up already? Yes, it is. In fact, there's a waiting list. So the link is a waiting list. Um, for you to get on the wait list until there's a, a opening for you. So yes, I'm I'm excited. I'm so excited. Wonderful. Because this, the, the Forgotten Subjects is one of my favorite too, you know? I love science. Yeah. I love art. And I don't think that we should say goodbye to them because of yeah. a state test. I agree yeah. with that because I think that makes the whole learner, you know, not just somebody who's just showing up to, to learn how to do reading and math. There's more to school than that. Well, I have just enjoyed our conversation. I want to, again, share one more time where they can get a hold of you at the Online Reading Tutor for Kids on Instagram at Unique Online Reading Tutors. For those of you that are new here and you don't know a lot about Cheryl, or Tutoring with Cheryl, that's me, uh, you, my website is MidwestTutor.com. 
gmail.com. I do the backslash home dash two because that's where the, that's the contact page. But if they just go to midwesttutor.com, they get to my blog. And if they want to reach out to me, I have my email here. And uh, Monique, I will add your email also to the description um, in the video. So if they want to reach uh, out directly to you, they can certainly do that. So I just truly appreciate you spending time with me today, um, hopping in, telling us about your journey into the tutoring world and talking about uh, your summer learning opportunities. So thank you so much. We'll get together very, very soon. And as always, uh, make it a great day and keep the learning going.